Well, good morning. Welcome to Living Hope. Glad that you're here. Those of you who are in the room, glad that you're joining us too. Those of you who are joining us online, uh, avoiding the weather or avoiding the COVID or whatever has you watching from home today, uh, we're glad that you're joining us. And uh, we like to begin our services with this greeting Christians have been using for a long, long time. The Lord be with you. Thank you. We believe that the Lord is present with us anytime we gather together to worship him. Whether we get to gather in the room or whether we have to gather virtually, we believe that God meets us right where we are. So let's take a moment to pray to him as we begin. Thank you, God, that we don't have to wonder where you are today. We know that you are here with us. We know that you are aware of our circumstances, aware of what's going on, the things going on in our lives, the things going on in our hearts and minds. Uh, God, you are with us. Uh, to strengthen us, to guide us, maybe to confront us and to get us to make some changes. Uh, but if so, God, then you are right there to also be gracious to us and to help us to, to make whatever changes we need to make. Thank you, God, that today we have this hour where we get to focus our hearts and our thoughts on you. We get to cry out to you, um, maybe in thanks and praise through song, maybe uh, crying out to you for help, for comfort, for healing, for peace, uh, through prayer. God, we get to listen to you speaking to us through the scriptures, and we get to come to the table of our Lord Jesus in the celebration of communion. We are grateful, God, for the chance today to gather together to worship you. We pray that you would help us to connect with you, the God who made us, the God who loves us, the God who is here. Thank you, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you're interested and able, let's stand and let's sing as we begin. Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound. Shelter, tower of refuge and strength. 
let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing, power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound. joy at the work of your hands forever I'll love you forever I'll stand nothing compares to the promise I have in you Amen Take me deeper than my feet could 
wander And my faith will be made stronger In the presence of my Savior Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders Let me walk upon the waters Wherever you will call me Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander And my faith will be made stronger In the presence of my Savior my trust is without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you will call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my sing the first half of Psalm 139 here in just a second, but I'd like to read some of the, well, maybe not the second half, but the middle chunk. Starting on verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained me for, for, were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Search me and you know me Familiar with all my ways You have placed your hand upon me Such knowledge I can't attain Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I make my bed in the depths, 
For if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the dark side of the sea, even there your hand will hold me fast. Even there your hand will guide me. You are there. You are there Where can I go from your spirit Where can I flee from your presence If I make my bed in the depths If I go up to the heavens you are there if I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea. Even there your hand will hold me fast, even there your hand will guide me. You are there. And I will sing, sing a new song because you love me. I will sing, sing a new song because you're there. I will sing, sing a new song because you love me. I will sing, sing a new song because you're there. I will sing, sing a new song. I will sing, sing a new song because you're there. Amen. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. God, we're so thankful for. Uh, the writers of scripture who listened to you and, and put pen to parchment or whatever they were using at that time. And, and God, we thank you for writers today, musicians, artists, who, uh, who take those scriptures and put them uh, to, to new, new lyrics, new rhythms, new melodies that we can sing together. 
Thank you for artists who play and who sing and who lead us so that together we can sing to you uh, this, these new songs because you are with us, because you love us, because you're here, God. Thank you for being with us. Thank you that no matter what we're going through, we don't, we don't have to wonder if today you love us or if today you're angry with us. We don't have to wonder if today you're paying attention or today you're busy elsewhere. God, we know from scripture and from our own experiences that you are always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Whatever we are going through, God, you are right there with us, right here with us. God, we lift up to you all of those we know and love who are, uh, who are sick today, many of whom would be here in the room with us uh, if, they weren't, uh, if they weren't at home, if they weren't sick. Thank you, God, that uh, the folks in our church, at least the ones that have made their way to my ears, uh, aren't in the hospital. Uh, but are doing well and are, are, um, are recovering at home. God, you know that's not the case for, for everyone. We've, I've heard of at least two people here in our church who have lost friends, lost loved ones just this past week. And God, we, we pray for comfort. We pray, uh, we pray for your presence to be felt in the midst of grief. God, you know that um, besides health things, we all are facing all sorts of different struggles, all sorts of different frustrations. Uh, all sorts of different fears and anxieties. And uh, God, here we are uh, afraid to hope for this new year that it might be better than the last one. We, we had those hopes dashed last year. So God, as we're, we're, we've got, uh, we're a little apprehensive moving into 2022, uh, afraid to dream, afraid to hope that it might be better. God, I pray that for those of us feeling that way, that, that we would have a real sense of of your presence with us, of your love for us, that you can help us to, to have that hope, that you can help us to have that, that dream, that vision that this year can in fact be better than the last one, that we can be better, that we can be stronger, that we can be uh, experience more joy and more peace, that we can grow this year as we lean into you, as we trust and follow you as we pay attention to the ways you have blessed us and, and look for opportunities to be a blessing to others. God, I am confident that we will experience uh, joy and satisfaction and excitement as we embark on this adventure of life with you. Thank you, God. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being a God that we can lift uh, our thanks and praise to and being a God that we can lift our needs and our frustrations and everything else. God, we can lift those to you as well, knowing that you are here, that you are with us, that you are able to change our circumstances and to change us. So thank you, God, once again for loving us. Thank you once again for being with us. Help us today to be open to your voice speaking, open to your spirit leading open to receiving your grace, your goodness, your kindness, your love. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, the peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you. Thank you. That, that sounded like you guys barely meant that. I'll just be honest, okay? Can we try that one, one more time? The peace of the Lord be with you. 
Thank you. I do believe that we, get to, we can experience God's peace a little bit today. All right, you can go ahead and look around the room. We're not going to greet each other and walk around and shake everybody's hand, but look around, say hi to somebody, wave, wave a quick hello, uh, maybe, uh, maybe wave to the swell bars as they are making their way to their seats. Thank you guys so much again for leading us today. Uh, we are grateful for your gifts and your willingness to share them with us. Uh, for those of you who might be watching and have no idea who this guy is that's up front talking, my name's Rich uh, Schmidt. I'm the pastor uh, here at Living Hope, and we're glad that you're joining us. Uh, again, those of you in the room, it's good to see you. Good to know that you're well enough to be here <laughs> and to be out. We really do have several folks in the church who are, uh, who are homesick these days, including a couple of them this morning. It's like not, not some folks, yes, are suffering from COVID, but some folks is just like, you know, stomach stuff or whatever random thing. And I had, had two folks this morning texting me saying, oh, I'm not going to be there. Sorry. And uh, yeah, so if that's you, we are praying for you that you will get well soon and uh, that you'll be able to be with us again soon. Uh, by way of announcements, I just want to let you know, remind you that if you're in the room with us, you can jump back there and fill out one of those little green cards and drop it in the offering box. Let us know how we can pray for you, thank God with you, that sort of thing. And um, if you're giving today, you can drop it in that box as well, or you can do like, like so many of us do these days, including those of you watching online, you can go to livinghope.info connect and fill out the little digital connect card and share a prayer need or a thanks or whatever it is, uh, an update, or you can, uh, you can go to livinghope.info give if you're giving online and... Um, so uh, just to, to let you know, uh, let's see, this last week the church board met and was kind of trying to set the budget for this coming year, for 2022, and, and every year at the end of February we do a little meeting in between the services, a little annual business meeting, I guess, but just a quick thing where we update you on how the church is doing financially and where we're headed in the next year and things that have gone great in this past year, things we're excited for for the next year, and, uh, and give all those who have gone through Living Hope 101 and committed to church membership a chance to vote on who's going to serve as the board in the coming year. Um, we need to get another one. We haven't done one of those 101s since COVID hit. Uh, I, I didn't want to do, uh, I, I take that back. I did, I did one or two, I think, just for individuals who were like, please tell me more about the church. Please walk me through you know, what, what you believe and what it means to connect here. And so I've, I've done just one or two of those just individually with folks, but uh, to gather a group together has been kind of iffy. But I think we probably need to do that sometime between now and the end of February. And we can spread out a little bit. We can, you know, eat our individual sub sandwiches or pizza slices or whatever we need to do, uh, spread around the room a little bit. And so if you're interested in learning more, uh, we'll get one of those on the calendar and, uh, and make sure you know when, when you can join us for Living Hope 101. All right, uh, there are some things going on on the, oh, yeah, I do want to tell you, oh, I almost forgot, on the back of this thing, I don't have anything on the screen for this, but uh, there's something about uh, this discipleship workshop happening, it's this Friday and Saturday, so uh, it's $25 if you go to livinghope.info slash gravity, or if you just go to livinghope.info, down in the lower right corner, you can click on the gravity link, that's the name of the group that is doing this uh, workshop this Friday and Saturday, just up the road in Chesterton at our sister church, Duneland Community Church. And uh, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to what we're going to learn together. It's a couple hours Friday night, I think three hours Saturday morning, and uh, the $25 gets you the workbook and all the, you know, the snacks and the dessert and the coffee and what, whatever. Um, but I'm most excited just for the chance, not just to hear from them, but to hear some ideas from other folks from other churches that are gathering together for this. Um, it's all about following Jesus, and how do we do that better? And uh, um, these guys have an interesting take on that. And, uh, and what that might look like. So if you want to be a part of it, uh, make sure you register. Don't like wait until Friday to sign up or something, all right? Just go ahead and sign up uh, this week and uh, earlier this week, livinghope.info slash gravity, and, uh, and we'll see you there on Friday night and on Saturday morning. Um, 
So that's kind of what we're talking about right now in this little bless series that we're in is, uh, is following Jesus, living on the mission that Jesus was on to be a blessing to others. And, and one aspect of that that we're talking about today is this idea of listening. Uh, listening can be hard for us sometimes uh, as individuals, even when we're trying, even when we're trying to listen. I can remember uh, growing up, uh, I'm old enough that I remember having like, you know, the cassettes, you know, when you get the new cassette or whatever, or the CD eventually, and you pull it out. I would always pull it out and listen through it, reading the, I loved it when they put the lyrics in the thing. These days you just pull out your phone and, you know, hey, what, what song is this? And then it shows you the lyrics or whatever. But um, I had to actually sit down and pull out the thing and unfold it and, and read the tiny little lyrics in the deal because otherwise I couldn't make them out for half the music I listened to. Maybe that was the music I was listening to. I'm not sure. But, but even songs that you would think, man, everybody can hear this. You know, it's on the radio. We've all probably at some point got caught singing the wrong lyrics, I think, haven't we? Um, any, any of you have, oh, some of you are like, oh, yes. You know. Any of you have favorite ones you want to share with me, uh, share with all of us? Uh, no one online is listening. You know, this won't be on the Internet or anything. Uh, but uh, I was looking that up this week, some of the most frequently misheard lyrics. And uh, one of the ones that was like at the top of almost every list was Jimi Hendrix, uh, Excuse Me While I Kiss This Guy, uh, instead of Kiss the Sky. Apparently, lots of people think he says, you know, excuse me while I kiss this guy. All right, anyway. Or Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza, um, instead of Tiny Dancer. Uh, ACDC, I think now that my, my wife drives a Jeep, uh, Dirty Deeds, Thunder Jeep is what a lot of people apparently hear for that one. That doesn't make any more sense than uh, Dunder Cheap, but anyway. Any of you have one that you just, like, you can't, you, you got embarrassed by your, your kids? Or like, I, okay, somebody cornered Deanna Bono later and asked her, because she's over there, like, hiding her eyes like she's got a few of these uh, that she has accidentally sung probably very loudly in the presence of her daughters but all right uh, we all sometimes have trouble hearing and when it's when it's song lyrics it's like oh no big deal and it's funny and we we chuckle but it's it's tougher when we don't hear each other right when we don't hear what people are trying to say to us and I don't mean like hearing loss don't hear um, apparently I might have some of that uh, Stacy's happy to tell stories about that one uh, and uh, <clears throat> but uh, but the doctors say I don't so I don't know it must must be something else um, my assertion is that she doesn't really say the things that she says that she says. Anyway, oh, sorry, sorry, okay. We, <clears throat> we, we, listening to people is important. That's what I'm trying to say, all right? And uh, in fact, there's, a, there's an author who wrote a book called Caring Enough to Hear and Be Heard that said, being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. That if someone doesn't feel heard, uh, they, they don't feel loved. I mean, that's just the reality. But when someone feels heard, they feel like, man, this person cares about me. This person listened to me. You feel like this person actually cares, right? This person loves me. If you've wondered sometimes about, you know, Jesus' command to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself, and you've kind of thought, well, what, how do I do that? What is that? What's, give me something I can actually do. Today is something you can actually do. You can listen to people. You can listen to them. You can ask them, how are you doing? And then listen to what they say. Instead of just the typical, you know, like, hey, how's it going? As you walk by and, you know, you, you're not even listening. You didn't even turn off whatever's in your headphones. You're just like, hey, how's it going? And you kept on moving, right? Ask somebody that question this week and then pause long enough to listen. Like, look at them. And it's, it's funny. Sometimes you'll catch people off guard. Have you, have you found that? Have you ever tried this? And uh, I know I've done this with some folks before. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? And then I'm actually looking at them and waiting for their response. And they're like, yeah, good. Oh, wait, you really want to, oh, okay, all right, yeah, um, I'm, I'm doing okay, I guess, you know, and then, then we have a little conversation, because they were just expecting the little, you know, the brush off, and, uh, but yeah, when you actually listen 
to a person. It makes a huge difference. We are in this series called Bless, uh, How to Love Your Neighbor and Change the World. And uh, this is coming from a book called, with that, with that same title, by a couple of brothers that are also pastors in the Chicagoland area. Uh, and uh, they, they give us these five blessed practices. Oh, but first I should mention this verse from Genesis chapter 12 where, where God says to Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. This has been God's agenda from the start, from the very first book of the Bible all the way through the last. The way God works, the way God blesses people, the way God answers prayers is through you and me. God is kind to you so that you can then be kind to someone else. God blesses me so I can then turn around and bless someone else. And um, this is what we're going to try to do this whole year. Uh, we're talking about it here at the beginning of the year because I would love for this to be a year that is marked by this in all of our lives. For us to be able to look back at 2022 and say, you know what, that was the year that I met so-and-so. And that we, we quit just kind of nodding at each other as we took the garbage cans out, my neighbor, you know. Uh, that's the year that I actually started praying for them. That's what we talked about last week. We begin with prayer. The B of blesses begin with prayer. You can put those up on the screen if you want the five blessed practices. Begin with prayer. That was the year I began praying for that neighbor. Uh, you know, every morning I would, I would say a quick prayer. I'd see them outside. And, and then I, I looked for an opportunity to have a conversation to actually listen to them. And I actually started to get to know them. And I began to hear, you know, what's going on in their life. I began to get to know them a little bit. I invited them over for some barbecue in the backyard or however we're going to do that right now with COVID stuff. But anyway, um, we, we sat down and we, we moved beyond just being neighbors and we began to be friends. And I found ways to serve them and was able to share my story of what God's done in my life. You'd be able to look back at 2022 and say, wow, that was the year that that person moved from just being a, a, a co-worker to someone that actually, like, we have more of a relationship now. And yeah, they haven't come to church and yeah, they haven't, like, given their life to Jesus or anything like that, but but they know me and they like me and they know that I care about them. And they've actually started to come to me with some questions about God or some questions about Christians and why they act that way or some questions about the Bible. I would love for all of us to be able to look back and say, 2022 was the year I started and I made that shift. And I saw myself not just as somebody who showed up at church to, to get the, the relief and the, whew, and the little bit of hope and strength I need to get through the next week, but 2022 was the year I saw myself as being sent out by God to be a blessing to others to live on the mission that Christ lived on. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about. And today we are talking about listening. Um, actually, there's a line in the book where the authors just said, when people feel unheard and unknown, it leaves them feeling unloved. And we are surrounded by people. We, we might be one of those people here in the room today. We are surrounded by people who feel unheard, who feel unknown, who feel unloved. And we can begin to move them in the direction of knowing they are loved by the God who made them by beginning to listen to them, by, be, by helping them to feel heard, like someone actually heard their story and cared enough to listen. This is just totally coincidental, but uh, I mentioned before I like listening to podcasts, and especially when I'm walking the dogs in the morning or whatever, and, um, and sometime this last week, since last Sunday, I had the podcast uh, going in my ears, and the person was being interviewed had written a book, and uh, I wish I could remember the name of the book. I'll have to try to find it. But they mentioned three phrases that, man, if we'll use these, really transform our relationships, transform our, our workplaces. And they said three things that we all ought to say more often is thank you, I'm sorry, and tell me more. Thank you, I'm sorry, and tell me more. That uh, it takes, like, that... that these are steps toward genuine relationships with people. If we can actually thank the people who make a positive impact in our lives, who can actually honestly say, I am sorry. 
I'm not going to minimize the hurt that I caused. That was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. And I'm, I'm sorry. You were right. That was wrong of me. And if we can say to people, tell me more. That's what we're talking about today, is inviting people to tell us more, caring enough about them that we invite them to tell their story before we ever think about sharing our story. This is one easy way for us to help people know that they are loved. And Jesus did this well. Jesus modeled this for us. Just like all of this, this is, this is us learning from Jesus how to do these things. Uh, Jesus did this. I, I just, uh, I think it was in the book, uh, this blessed book, that uh, they quoted somebody who said, Jesus asked 307 questions, I think it was, and answered three. That if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, there are 307 different times he asked questions. Only three times he answered questions. I know sometimes we think like, oh yeah, that was Jesus talking. But, but a lot of times Jesus was asking questions and then listening. And we have an example of that here in, in Luke chapter 18. It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. They, they weren't listening. They didn't, they didn't want to hear him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. That son of David phrase is him saying like, okay, Jesus, you are the son of, David was like the, the biggest king of their, of their history. He was the one that was supposed to come from David's line, was supposed to be the, the Messiah, the, the anointed king who would one day come and, and make all things right. And so calling Jesus the son of David was him saying, you are sent by God, you are God's chosen one, please have mercy on me. It says, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? It's kind of a weird question, isn't it? I mean, he's a blind guy, right? He's asking Jesus to have mercy on him. I'm guessing that Jesus could have just been like, hmm, oh, and, and then bringing him to him, I'm sure it was pretty obvious as he's being brought to him that like, oh, this guy can't see. They probably didn't wear like the, you know, dark glasses or whatever like people wear now, but, you know, it was like, this, this guy can't see. That's, he's having to be helped along the way. But Jesus doesn't just assume like, oh, I see your need. I got you. You know, poof, you know, you can see. He asks him, what, what do you want me to do for you? Gives the guy the, the dignity of, you know, listening to him. And the man answers, Lord, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God, too. This isn't the only time that Jesus does this. I didn't have room to put a whole bunch of them in here, but John chapter 5 is another one of those moments where there's a, there's a man who needs healed, and uh, in that case, he's sitting behind this pool, and there was a, there was a rumor that, that every now and then this pool would, you'd, you'd see like the water ripple, and people would say, oh, it's angels touching the pool, and that's why the water's rippling, and the first person in the pool would be healed. That was the rumor anyway, and this man had been unable to walk for years, had been lying beside this pool, but... Uh, has a conversation with Jesus, had never been able to get to the water. It's always somebody got there first. And Jesus comes across him and, and says, would you like to walk again? I mean, he asks him and he lets him answer and he invites him into conversation. The, the woman sitting at the well that Jesus has a conversation with, asking her questions, hearing her story, even though he makes clear he knows more of her story than she's willing to tell. Mark 6 is a moment where his disciples go out on a mission and then they come back and they, they tell him about all that's happened. And he listens to hear their excitement, their celebration, as they talk about all the good things that God was doing through them. Jesus models for us that of all the people in all the world who, who maybe didn't have to do this, 
right? Because there are other stories where it's clear that like, Jesus knows what people are thinking, you know, or knows what they're muttering to themselves over there, you know, under, the, under their breath. Um, Jesus didn't really have to do this, I suppose. He could have just said, and I know what you're thinking, and I know what you need, and I, it could have been really annoying talking to Jesus if he had done that, I suppose. Uh, but instead, he models for us what it means to treat people with respect, to listen to them, to hear what they have to say. Boy, I wonder how many times Jesus had to, had to sit there and just let somebody be wrong. You know, let, let, hear somebody's opinion and just think, hmm, man. <laughs> um, that's, that's something I'm, I'm trying to get better at so that I don't have to like, interject and like, try to correct or something like that. And it doesn't happen so much in the interpersonal conversations. I think I've got that mostly when it's like face-to-face. It's the online stuff that I struggle with, right? You know, someone's wrong on the internet and I'm up all night trying to, you know. Um, I imagine Jesus many times was patient, listened, heard people out, didn't, didn't interrupt them to just say, oh, no, 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 here's where you got it all wrong and just set them all straight. Jesus respected people, loved them, listened to them. Uh, There's some suggestions for some ways that you can listen uh, on the top of the next page, four H's of listening to people. And I've told you before, anytime you see something that's like this, a list that all starts with the same letter, you know I didn't come up with it. So I I swiped this straight from this book, all right? Four H's of listening to people. Uh, One is is history. You can just, and this is like, this four H's is something you can keep in your head as you're like trying to have a conversation with someone, right? You might just ask about their history. Oh, so tell me your story. Oh, where'd you grow up? You know, these kinds of questions about who they are, what their story has been. You're asking for their, their history. Uh, maybe you're asking questions that get to, like, their heart. You know, what's your favorite team? What's your favorite restaurant? You know, are you, are you watching the, the NFL playoffs? You know, who are you rooting for uh, today? Um, what, asking things that they care about, things that they enjoy, or habits. These are easy questions, right? So what are you into? What do you like to do with your free time? You know, um, or hurts. At some point, you, once, you, once you know what they're going through, you can follow up. Oh, so how are you doing with whatever that situation was they told you about the last time? And you come back and you ask them about it again. These are four easy H's, four easy things. History, heart, habits, hurts. Four easy things that we can ask people about to invite people to share their story. These are, these are all different versions of Tell me more. <laughs> or I guess you could follow up any of these questions with, oh, tell me more. Now, this isn't easy for all of us, I know. Uh, some of you are great talkers, right? And it doesn't matter what somebody, what topic someone brings up, you've got a great story to tell related to that topic, related to that thing. And uh, what I'm going to encourage you to do is, yes, start those conversations, but then, like, somehow try to flip a switch into listen mode, all right? Uh, try to flip that switch so that, and, and practice saying that, tell, tell me more. Instead of them sharing a story and you saying like, oh yeah, I did that one time, oh, you wouldn't believe it, and you go into the whole story that, you know, that kind of tops their story, right? You know, they, they broke their foot and like, oh, you broke your whole leg, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's always got to be something that's a little bit, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Uh, in fact, can we practice that just for a second, just that, that, um, Oh, tell me more. Can we just say, oh, tell me more? Oh, tell me more. Yeah, that's not that hard, is it? Um, It's pretty easy to just say, oh, tell me more about that. And then they get to share a little bit more, and they know that you're genuinely curious. Now, you can't just do that, or it starts to feel like an interview, right? And you're interviewing them for something. You have to, at some point, you know, share your take on things or whatever. 
But let's start by, by listening. I, I didn't include the, the easiest verse in the Bible I could have put right here, uh, where the Apostle Paul says at one point, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Oh, no, that's, is that James that says that? It's in the New Testament somewhere. All right. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I could have, I could have squeezed that in right there. Um, to not feel like we need to speak first, but let's make sure that we listen first. Oh, tell me more. Now, sometimes that means listening and paying attention to people who are very different from us, frankly. Um, and that sometimes can be more challenging. Sometimes, though, can be much more interesting. You know, because you're getting to hear from someone who lives in a different... Some of you guys have, have gotten to talk to the, the two uh, high school kids that uh, Pastor Judy and Phil have at their house from Brazil. And you get to hear some of what life is like there. Or if maybe there's been some time in your life you've got a coworker or a, a fellow classmate or something like that, that, or a neighbor, who, like, they're from someplace very different. And, uh, and it usually becomes obvious pretty quick because of their accent or because of something else that you're like, oh, man, you've had experiences that I haven't had. And those are some of the most fun conversations to have, to ask them about where they're from and what life is like and what do they think about. Uh, because they'll have observations about uh, life here, wherever you are, you know, that are so different because they, they come with a different set of expectations and, and a different set of experiences. And the Apostle Paul had that all the time as he traveled around the Mediterranean world. He was visiting different cities, different places, who had different cultures, different things going on. And one time in, in Athens, we read about in Acts chapter 17, he's... Uh, He's, he's in Athens, which has got like shrines everywhere and temples everywhere to all these different Greco-Roman gods. And as he's talking to people in the marketplace, which is kind of what he did, at some point they invite him to come and speak because they love listening to new ideas. And they can tell, oh, you're, you're sharing some ideas we haven't heard before. So they invite him to this, this council. And we read in, in uh, Acts chapter 17, verse 22, so Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice that you're very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines. He's like, he's not blasting them for it. He's finding a, some common ground. He's, he's paid attention to them, and he's found, oh, here's some place that we have some similarity. And one of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. This God, whom you worship without knowing, is the one I'm telling you about. And he goes on to, to tell them about uh, the God of the Bible, the God of, of Israel the God who had sent his son, Jesus Christ. When we listen to people first, that gives us an opportunity to, to find areas of common ground that we might not have known we had. There are, there are lots, of, lots of times, lots of situations where we might be tempted not to listen as well. We might assume, sometimes we might assume common ground that's not really there. And if we listen, we find out like, oh, wow, there are some real differences here. There are some real uniquenesses to your situation that I wasn't aware of. I'm, I'm mindful of the fact that tomorrow is Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day. That is right, right? It's tomorrow's MLK Day. Um, I, all of a sudden, I'm like getting my calendar all mixed up, COVID brain or something. But, um, <clears throat> the whole season has, uh, the whole two years has messed up with my sense of, of when we are. Uh, but it's, it's reminded me of the importance of listening to people whose experiences are different from ours. You know, these past few years, as I've listened to some of our neighbors just right here in, like, the Valparaiso area, uh, who uh, skin is a little darker than my own. You know, I'm, I'm pretty white. And um, to realize that my experience of living here is different than some other people's experience of living here. And I would just assume, like, oh, that, that kind of thing doesn't happen in our community until I listen to some people who have had those things happen in our community. And there's a tendency 
I mean, I just recognize it in myself. There's a tendency to, to look for excuses, to look for like, oh, well, they probably didn't mean that. Or, oh, they probably, to kind of diminish what that other person's experience has been and what they're trying to tell me. And what I'm trying to learn to do is just to listen. And say, you know what, maybe that really is what they meant. Maybe that really is what happened. Maybe you didn't misread that situation. Maybe I've just been blind to it. If we're going to listen to our neighbors, it makes it a whole lot easier than for us to love our neighbors. If we'll listen to them and genuinely hear what they have to say, sometimes we'll, we'll become aware of things that we might never have seen otherwise. Things, ways that God might want to be at work through you, through me, to love our neighbors. But we, we have to listen to them. Now, uh, in this book, they also suggest that we don't just listen to people, we listen to places. And I found this really intriguing. And uh, they say this is some of what Paul was doing as he's traveling through Athens and kind of paying attention to this, this place. You know, he's not just listening to an individual person, but he's listening to kind of a community and he's observing the community. And, and they said any place that we live, any place that we happen to be, there are four, in this case, there are a lot of P's, okay? So four P's of listening to a place. The, the first one would be pain. You know, what are the challenges? What are the difficulties in this community? Now, where are those pain points that, that people are experiencing? I might not be experiencing them, but, but they are, and I, maybe I should listen for the, for the pain. Or, and you can tell this is where they were stretching, pennies. You know, what drives the local economy? How has this impacted people here? The, these jobs coming to town, or these jobs leaving the area, or, you know, how, how is the economy impacting people? Power. Who are the people of influence here? How are they using that influence? Are people appreciating that, not appreciating that? Who, who holds the power in this place? And parties. You know, what do people here celebrate? What do they honor? Is it their kids and their sports and the whatever? Is it, uh, what, what is it that people here like to make a big deal about? What do they celebrate? What do they value? Pain, pennies, power, parties. As we're, as we're thinking about a place where we live, and this could be, this could be a, a workplace situation. This could be community where you live. This could be a school kind of a scenario where you're thinking, huh, okay, there's some, there's some pain there. I, I wasn't aware of that. And anytime we become, as we listen, as we notice these things, that gives us something then to, to pray about because we're beginning with prayer, right? It gives us something to, to listen to, to ask people about, to see if that's something they have encountered. And as we do this, as we begin with prayer, as we listen to people, inevitably we are going to find that God is already desiring to do something about their pain about their circumstances, about whatever they're going through, about their hurts, that God is already at work and he invites us to be a part of it. Way back in the book of Exodus in chapter 3, uh, this, is that, that, <laughs> this is that burning bush moment. This is that moment where uh, uh, God comes down and is talking to Moses out in, out in the desert, out in the wilderness. And it says, the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. He's, God is a listening God. God invites us to do what he already does. I've heard their cries of distress. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt. God is a God who hears, who listens, who responds. And just like two verses later, he says to Moses, now go, for I am sending you. And if I were Moses right then, I would think, whoa, whoa, whoa. You said you came down to rescue them. <laughs> you're here. You're, you're going to rescue them. Great. Good. I'm all for it. You know, 
why do I have to go? Um, but, but this is how God works. From the time of Abraham to the time of Moses to the time of Jesus and the Apostle Paul and right down to today, as God hears people's cries for help, as he comes to rescue, the way he comes to rescue is through his people. He blesses us so that we can be a blessing. He sends us to people who need his help so that we can listen to them, so that we can love them, so that we can share with them the, the grace that we have found in our relationship with God. It means we're going to have to pay attention. And yeah, we might not hear perfectly. We might mishear some lyrics. We, we might have to ask people to forgive us as we, as we don't always listen uh, as well as we should. But, um, but God is gracious, and, and I think we'll find that other people can be too. Because when we listen, they know that we, they know that we love them. That is experienced as love. Let's bow our heads and let's pray before we celebrate communion today. God, I am grateful for the opportunity that you give us, opportunities, multiple opportunities that you give us uh, in this life to love our neighbors by listening to them. Something as simple as asking a question and then waiting to hear the response. <laughs> but God, God, it's simple, but you know that so often we don't do it. So often we get so busy. We get so sidetracked. We get so focused on our own stuff that we, we, we just kind of cruise right past the people around us. God, I pray you would help us this week, this year. God, I pray you'd help us to stay tuned in to you so that we can be attuned also to the people around us, the people you love, the people you are listening to, the people you might be sending us to so that we can listen, so that we can love. God, I'm pretty sure that if this week we will begin with prayer, if this week we will, we will invite you to lead us and invite you to, to help us have eyes and ears open, I'm pretty confident that each and every one of us will have an opportunity to listen to someone in a way that we might not have listened before. So God, would you help us to do that? As you bring people to mind, whether it's our neighbors, whether it's where we live, where we work, where we play, as you, as you bring people to mind. God, as we pray for you to bless them, we pray as well that you would help us to listen to them so that they can know that they are loved by you and by us and so that we might hear the ways that we can, that we can serve them, that we can show your love in simple, practical ways. You are good to us, God. And we are so grateful that you're a God who listens to us, who hears our cries for help, and who responds. This is what you've done for us in the sending of your son, Jesus Christ. We were stuck in our sin. And when the time was right, you came to us, right to where we live, right into the midst of our, of our broken, messed up humanity. You came to us to shine your light into our darkness. To take our death and to give us life. Thank you, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you that today we get to celebrate this in the sacrament of communion. Offering to you these 
simple little gifts of bread and juice and praying that by your spirit's presence here, this might be so much more than some religious ritual, that we might meet our crucified and risen Savior here where we live, in his body, in his blood. We remember, Jesus, that on that night that you were betrayed, that night when you cried out to your heavenly Father, please, if there's another way, let's do that. But, but nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want, God. That night that you were willing to give your life for us, Lord Jesus, you gathered with your disciples and you took this meal that celebrated the, um, the deliverance of God's people from slavery in Egypt and you made it about what God was doing right there, right then, in delivering his people and delivering the world from sin and death. You took the bread and you broke it and gave it to your disciples and said, eat this. This is my body broken for you. When you eat this, do it in remembrance of me. You took the cup, blessed it, and gave it to them and said, drink this in remembrance of me. This is my blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This seals the new agreement, the new covenant between God and humanity. So we do remember Lord Jesus, the love that you have shown us, that you have not kept your distance, but you have come right into the middle of our messy lives to bring your healing, to bring your grace, to bring hope. Thank you, God. Thank you that today we can offer ourselves to you. And we pray that by your Spirit's work in our hearts and lives, that we might be transformed, that we might be made new. God, we confess to you those ways that we have not loved you or our neighbors the ways that we should. We confess to you, God, the sins we have committed and the good that we've left undone. All those ways that we have not lived the life that we should have lived. Thank you, God. Thank you that we don't need to hide from you out of shame or guilt, but instead, because of Jesus, we can come boldly to your throne of grace to receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We read that in the scriptures, and we know that to be true from our own experience. So God, thank you for inviting us out into the open today to receive from you the grace that we need, the forgiveness, the new life, the fresh start, the transforming work of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you for the ways that you are at work in us and through us, ways that you are at work in the world. We are so grateful to be a part of it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, would you pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray? Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The Svalbards are going to come and, and lead us in one last song as we celebrate communion together. Uh, I'll be here with a basket of bread and a cup of juice. And as we sing, you're invited to, to come forward, take bread from the basket, dip it in the juice and eat it, and return to your seats. We've got the regular bread.
bread and the, and the gluten-free wafers. And we've got the little individual cups if you'd rather take those back to your seats and then peel them back to get to the bread and to the juice. Or if you don't want to come forward, if you want to, but you'd still like to celebrate this amazing gift of grace that God's given us in Jesus Christ, then on your tables are those little, little cups as well. And you can do that there. So let's, let's sing and let's celebrate. Let's give thanks. Thank you, God. Thank you for the grace and love you've shown us in your son, Jesus Christ. Fill us today with the spirit of Christ. As we leave this place, we might go as a people filled with your hope, with your grace, with your love, and with the ability to listen to the people around us. You are so good to us, God. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.